and I'm Amanda, and And we're Haley and Amanda, and you're listening to the Haley and Amanda podcast, and boy, do we have a show today. Not, I I, I love it. Uh, Last week was also quite the show. Precioso babies. Those kids, we didn't know what they were going to say, and I liked most of it. My sister said, my niece Brooklyn, whenever we got off the interview, she, te- uh, my sister texted me that Brooklyn said, mom, that was my first interview of my whole life. I think it went really well. <laughs> she's five. She's going to have a lot of interviews. I know she's going to be, she's going to be a pro now that she's done her first. Uh, she's thinking about, she's thinking about what she's going to be and she just knows it. And she told me, she said, Cash and Pennies was so cute. She did? She listened <laughs> to the whole episode. Aww. That's a long time for a five-year-old to sit and listen. Yeah, but she's special. Well, but all those kids are. And I I loved, I loved the Shearer girls, too. Oh, my god! And they gosh. were like, because, because women should be in charge and rule because boys have been doing it for a while now, and it's not so good. <laughs> They're building a matriarchy over there. I love it. And then your niece and nephew were precious. Oh, man, I know. Her wanting to be an artist and also dreaming about puppies licking her face. Ugh. And Jaden just trying to get to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> that was so funny and real. Like, he wants a quarantine to end so he can get his butt back to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> He's ready to bust some coins at Dave and Buster's. His parents' coins. They're probably... Wanting it to last longer. You're like, thank God we haven't been in Dave and Buster's. <laughs> we're saving so much. Um, well, we, we're getting into a new episode today. It is just us for all today. It, oh, yeah. We, oh, which we got to do our pledge. Yep. Let's, let's start with our pledge. All right. It really brings us luck, I think. And some energy. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America, and rarely in public is where we stand. One friendship, under God, indivisible. Live purdy! You better be living purdy! Live purdy! And just us for all. That's right. It is just us for all of you out there listening. Oh my gosh. I was, I wanted to just go for it on Live Purdy, and so did you. I know. I was, because I'm living Purdy today. You are? I mean, I don't look Purdy. I think you do. <laughs> well, but I'm living Purdy. Because I took the day off. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> I took the day off, and I've been watching Outlander. Oh, jeez. Which, oh my gosh. I don't, and you know, Amanda and I, we can't watch really super intense stuff because we get scared, and sometimes I pass out for real if I get too scared. Right, and I do too. So <laughs> I'm watching this show, and it's pretty much a love story, but there's every once in a while some intense moments. Because, she told me I can't watch it. Yeah, you can't. And I don't know how I'm able to get through it, but guys, I love this show so much. You're hooked. Really hooked. Um. So today we are... We're talking about your mental diet. Ooh. You know, have you been eating healthy? Have you been running? That's nope. cute. No. Nope. Yep. But have you been thinking healthy? Have you been running your thoughts <laughs> through <laughs> your... Where are you going with this? I don't know. I was thinking of that dumb pickup line that guys use sometimes. Are you tired? 
Because you've been running through my mind. That's right. Yes. So here's the thing is your mental diet is just as important as your physical diet. Probably more, honestly. I think it's pretty important. Yeah. And so it's like, girl, you know, this section of the the podcast is, girl, you look so fine, but your thoughts are like, whoa. (laughs) Is that a lyric that I... Don't know because I'm not that into pop culture. Yeah, it's a song What's on song? TikTok that's like, girl, you look so fine, but your breath is like, whoa. Oh, that was a good change. Yeah, you're welcome. Maybe um, that's what we should title the episode. Yeah, girl, you're so fine, but your thoughts, thoughts are, are like, like whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's so true. Have you ever met someone that is like really, really attractive and then their demeanor or their thoughts or their negativity is like whoa Whoa. it's like they're a butter face but it's like a A butter brain butter (laughs) (laughs) butter oh man she's a butter brain everything (laughs) butter butter brain brain. (laughs) i was gonna say butter thought she needs to have butter thoughts (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why that phrase is so funny do you remember yes like years ago (laughs) we were walking in the cold to get ice cream from our house i don't know what's up with our thoughts i don't know (laughs) but we're like walking all bundled up and we were like we've got to get this ice cream because it's cookie butter ice cream and then and i never i'd never heard of it and you're like you've got to try it and then we got there and they were closed (laughs) and we walked all that way and we were like man it's everything but cookie butter (laughs) we're like they're like a butter face but with cookie butter it's butter Butter cookie cookie butter butter. and for the whole walk home which was i want to say 30 minutes (laughs) we just kept making jokes about butter cookie butter i think that the walk was more like five minutes but because we kept stopping and saying butter cookie butter and laughing so this this is what we don't want you to be a butter brain no (laughs) i think Maybe we should name the episode that. <laughs> Title, episode 21, Butter, butter Brain. brain. <laughs> Don't be a butter brain. <laughs> it sounds like your brain's like turned to mush. And you could spread it on a piece of toast. Oh my god, why Gross. is that? I didn't even plan that. I didn't plan on ever no. saying butter brain ever in your life. <laughs> That's good. Oh, that, you know, it's also like, I think we need to stop the episode and go <laughs> copyright the term real quick. Like, honestly, it's funny and it's, it's true. True. Yeah, because there's a lot of butter brains out there. Oh, man, are there? I hope I'm not one. Amanda. Okay. Um, We're going to start out with a quote by Buddha. <laughs> Butter Butter Buddha. Don't. This is supposed to be a pretty serious episode. This is a really important topic, and we keep saying Butter Buddha and Butter Brain. Well, this is the essence of our podcast. It's Uh, ah ah. We're trying to give you some insight, but it can be funny. Well, especially, yeah. Maybe just anything with the word butter. I don't know why that makes it so funny, but. You but. better get butter thoughts for your butter <laughs> brain. <laughs> okay, our quote from Butter Buddha <laughs> is, what you think you become. 
What you feel, you attract. What you imagine, you create. One more time. What you think, you become. Okay. What you feel, you attract. And what you imagine, you create. Oh my. Sounds like we've got... Sounds uh, important. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like sounds a big like, old responsibility we got. Yeah, like Buddha knew what he was talking about. Well, he better. He better. <laughs> Man. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, so, this is a topic that Haley and I were talking about because we have, over the last couple of years, been trying to be more intentional about our mental diet. Correct. Now, there are two main aspects of a mental diet, really. It's what you're putting in, and then it's also what you are controlling what is coming out. Yes. Really. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's what you're putting in and then controlling what you put out because of what you've put in. Right. Because uh, obviously, like we're, we're just going to start this mental diet, which we'll go into, but um, we already have probably some negative stuff in our brains, obviously, that we've already Perceived. put in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's okay because we're going to try to change that trajectory, but it doesn't mean that, oh, well, I have a bunch of negative stuff in me, so it's just all got to come out. Because it's, it's a summation of any time someone said something negative to you. Yep, which you can't always control. Or when you've read something about a standard you don't live up to. Mm. I mean, it doesn't have to be someone directly being like, you're ugly. It can be like, this type of woman is perfect. Right. And you're looking at this type of woman and you're like, that's cool. I don't look like her <laughs> at all. <laughs> Makes me think of when Maris, I was like, Maris, oh, what's geez. your celebrity crush? And he was like, uh, Kira Knightley. And I was like, that's cool. She's a stick <laughs> with no breast or <laughs> red hair. Like she doesn't or look anything hair. like me. And I'm her literal opposite. Amanda, does that stick in your brain? Yeah. you have to fight those negative thoughts? Yeah, but I think he likes my breasts better than Kira Knightley. Oh, sure. I think he he just, that was a childish, he says now it was from a movie he watched as a young man. Oh. So, I think, I think I've swayed him. I think that you didn't need to. Me either. But (laughs) I'm just saying, it doesn't have to be someone telling you something about yourself that's negative. Sometimes that happens, but sometimes it's that you put yourself up to impossible standards that then you keep in your mind and you do negative self-talk about later. Like, uh, well, my, my breasts don't look like hers, so they aren't good. Or my eyes aren't white, so they're ugly. And well, and we just live in a society that's so driven by visuals and so driven by the media and magazines and images that even if you're trying to control it it's really hard everywhere and actually I know we weren't about to jump into exactly this part of it yet and I know I'm kind of going out of order but I I just care do you not care I don't care if you change orders I love that we're just flowing with it oh thank you okay well This just happened literally this week. I was standing in line to get a flu shot at my school, and the librarian was standing with me and, you know, six feet apart, and we were just chatting, and I hadn't seen her all year because of, you know, hashtag COVID, and we were talking about, I don't even know how we got onto it, but like beauty, and she said, you know, I think every person, and especially women, 
holds this element of their own unique brand of beauty. I love that. And I was like, I totally agree. And she said, but there's like these standards that the world's put around beauty that we automatically think if we don't fit it, then we aren't equivalent to beauty. And she was like, but she was like, whenever I met you, she was saying this as an example, because obviously she was talking to me. She's like, whenever I met you, I thought you were a very beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. She's like, but then I got to know you. Ooh. And she was like, and who you are as a person is actually whenever I think of you mm-hmm. is what is beautiful about you to me. Totally. And she said, and that's every person. And, and it's something that I have always thought too. Mm-hmm. When you meet someone who is, has these imperfections and I'm putting air quotes around imperfections of what people think don't fit the certain mm-hmm. standard. Right. And you, but that's like something that actually equates to their beauty Oh, yeah. It like adds up to their unique beauty. And then, I don't know. I, you just, you meet people, and whenever you meet them and you know them and you see them, everyone does have this really deep, unique sense of their own beauty. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I, I'm a painter and I love the way people look and in all different kinds. I like, that's what, like, drive me nuts in a good way about beauty the the physical part of it I'm saying because beauty what you're saying obviously has been tied to physical things but it actually that's only one part of it and beauty beauty cannot be fit in a box because it's different to everyone I mean and it's the things that light you up the things that you know really resonate with you that attract something to you Anyways, I'm with you. Yes. So it's really interesting to me that because of these standards around it, that is really where a lot of negative self-talk comes from when we don't line up or stand up to what people think beauty is. We start doing this negative self-talk about ourselves when really we, we hold this very unique beauty within ourselves that no one else has. And so, um, Mm, I love that. And it's so true. And just think, I mean, if you're listening, like think about a person that is the most beautiful, special person in your life that just makes you want to melt. Right. And it probably has very little to do with what they look like. Yes. I'm thinking of somebody right now. Me too. And that person exudes beauty to me. And I don't think anyone would think she was the standard of beauty on Vogue magazine. Unfortunate. Anyway, so we're going to jump into this this first half of mental diet, and it's the half about what we put in. Yes. So this this is the part of, this is the half of the mental diet that I said Haley and I were really, have been more conscious of in the past few years, is what we put in. So what we put into our minds and our thoughts and that we allow access to our minds. It is like the things that we watch, the people we're around, the things that we read, what we listen to. And a lot of people, I think they go around the world and it's, you're just consuming and you're consuming because why wouldn't you? Right. I want, okay, this is popular on Netflix. I'm going to watch it. Okay. This is happening here. I'm going to see it. I, you know, like you're just, you're just experiencing things 
and you're not really filtering what you're allowing inside yourself. I don't think that when we when we are putting things in and consuming, we think about like the long term effect on it of right. it. You know, and I, like you're saying, I think it's like, oh, there's a new series. People said they like it. I'm going to watch it. Someone said they like this book. Who cares? I'm going to read it. And you're not thinking about that. You're actually forming a filter for how you're about to perceive the world for a, a while. Right, right. So something something like I was just telling Haley, there was a um, an influencer that I followed on Instagram. and she would always talk about how she loved horror movies. It was just, it was like part of her content. Like she would always rate these horror movies or whatever. Um, that wasn't like all her content, but that was just a part of her daily life that she would share every once in a while. But then she would also share about how she dealt with really great anxiety. And it's kind of like, yeah, I bet you are experiencing (laughs) some anxiety. You watch like, really intense stimulating overly stimulating things that put really scary images in your mind and things like that and then you were telling me yeah that I I've been an elementary art teacher for many years and I would have kids come to class so sleepy and stuff and I'm like why are you so sleepy and they're like I just I can't sleep miss I I'm having the worst nightmares ever and I'm like really like why and they're like well you know I watch paranormal with my older siblings and I'm like what that just made me think of another example of whenever we lived together um at the first place we ever lived yeah and my dad's friend came over to help us my car was broken down or something oh my god he was he's like a country dude and him and his son came to fix my car (laughs) and they were like Y'all are living over here in Oak Cliff. It's dangerous. We got the Oak Cliff O. And we were like, oh, you're in Oak Cliff. We're like, it's not dangerous. And he was like, you hear gunshots at night? We're like, yeah, but it just kind of puts us to sleep these days. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, oh, no. Well, I'm not not leaving here until. And he asked us if we had a gun. He asked us if we had a gun. We said no. And he said, well, I'm not leaving here until you take my handgun. He had a handgun. He's like, till you take my handgun, just on hand, j- just in case something ever happens. And I was like, let me tell you something. I've never held a gun and I, I will not, <laughs> will not hold a gun. And I said, and I'm not going to take it. And he was so persistent. And it was like, what he was like, it I'm was not pretty awkward. It was awkward. He was like, I'm not leaving <laughs> until you take this gun. And I said, well, I won't take it. And he said, then I'm going to put it up in your nightstand. And he did. Yeah, and I think I think we kind of forgot about it. Like we didn't think he'd actually do it, and then we later saw it in there. Yes, and so, but what's funny about this <laughs> is once the gun, he we realized we had the gun. Then you and I started going down this trail. This is the funniest part. Our we were going thoughts. down this trail of what would we do? Because we hadn't have even we no. had not ever thought about if someone broke into our house. No, until that point, even until though this there person, were gunshots. Yeah, until this person put his perception in yeah. our in our minds, and he scared us. Yes, and we had and this it set us on a whole a whole series of thoughts. And so we made a plan called "It's Go Time." <laughs> and I'd like to tell you the plan. It's so good. If you hear something, 
I'll say, well, can I explain our house? It was, okay. it was a two story kind of like townhome setting <laughs> and our two bedrooms were upstairs with the bathroom, but then the rest of the house was downstairs. And so, so a the, burglar would have to come up the stairs. Right. So we would which say, were kind of creaky. Right. So we would always have our two bedroom doors open there right next to each other. So if we heard something, <laughs> we would yell. It's go time. And then I would take the gun and shoot it in the corner of the room to let them know I had a gun. And then we would army crawl to your window because it went out out, on the roof. And we could jump and get on the roof and escape. Yes. Okay. That was the plan. So So we let's practice. We did a mock trial. I said, as soon as I want you to go outside, I'm going to turn the fan on like I'm asleep. And as soon as I hear you come inside, I'm going to yell, it's go time. And And then. I feel weird pretending to be a burglar, but okay. And so she went outside. I turned the fan on. I laid in bed. And then she walked, walked into, into my, my room. room. <laughs> because I didn't hear her the at entire all. time. So the plan didn't work at all because, because the burglar walked just walked in. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the stairs weren't that creaky enough. <laughs> and go it's go time failed yeah so miserably we didn't even need the gun anyways because we'd never hear him in time to ever use it so if I'll, if any of you are concerned don't worry i drove the gun back to the person and dropped it off at his place and said don't ever give this to anyone again, again. and anyways but that's but, an example of someone else's fear and anxieties plan perspectives coming in and i'm sorry but having a gun in your position is very scary to me and and so we that's why we got into the mindset of oh and we got into this negative mentality like what if somebody came in on guard and then it's go time failed on its first attempt (laughs) (laughs) just it sounds like duh but what you put in will come out it's you're putting something in that is forming how you're going to experience the world and i don't think we make that connection all the time because it just is like kind of out of sight out of mind yeah well and I know everybody's different so I'm not saying like you can't ever watch horror movies totally. or anything like that and I know more, some people are more sensitive to things so I, I, I was just using that as an example but what I mean is that whenever we're not being careful about what we allow in what we are what we are allowing is our mind to process something and create a filter, like you were saying, that maybe we don't have the connection to that it came from that thing. Right. Because we're living unaware of it, but those things affect us. Right. So if you're around people who are really negative, right, and they have a lot of negative talk about their job, like butter brains. <laughs> Yeah. But if, you know, if you, if you're with a coworker who talks really negative about your work, your place of work, you're probably going to start having this lens, this filter about your job. Um, because not that we're all like weak minded, but what we're around and what we associate with that's creating this filter we're living by and perceiving by. And I know all of this sounds like, okay, yeah, I know this, but I mean, even me, I can know this and it's very hard to be intentional about what you allow into your mind. And because like you were saying earlier, you don't directly relate. Oh, well, you know, I watched this 
negative thing and then I had this negative thought this negative thought two weeks later okay, check like it's not a one for one thing it's something that's just kind of buzzing in, our, in the background of our like subconscious and I think that a huge thing that plays into it these days is social media yes. so the the people that you're following uh they can be ones who are creating maybe poor self-image in yourself because you're comparing yourself to them. Or maybe it's it can even be like, oh, I follow this mom on Instagram. But then in your head, you're like, she's perfect. She does everything right. Her kids are always happy. They're always dressed so cute. They always have the best. Her house is always clean. And then you're like, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. My kids don't aren't always happy. My kids don't always look like this. My house doesn't always look clean. You're like, you can get I'm into... Comparing. Yeah. And I think what that social media kind of brings that. And so you have to make sure that you're following people who add to your life, not take away. That was, I did, um, when I was on social media last year, I went through and unfollowed hundreds of people because I was following like, I think 1200 people, which is crazy. And I went and unfollowed every, I was down to a hundred people that I was following. And it was like, family and then like some interior design stuff like it was it was things that were good and added to my creativity and stuff it wasn't it wasn't like this comparison cycle that I would get in right and so I think also we can be on Pinterest and we're like reading all these quotes and it's it can be like whiny and like I need wine it's wine o'clock and <laughs> you know it, it I just like seen a lot of quotes around that where it's kind of blamey and finger pointing yeah, even and, like and num- and numbing yes and it's like you're you don't realize by like reading that and giving into that and letting it in it's becoming part of how your thought process yes yeah and also we were kind of saying earlier that now and this was also in our episode about ideas um was like giving time to make space for our own thought to come into our head to think about you know what do i even think you know we sit down and we have a moment of rest and it's like i immediately turn on a show or i sit down and have a moment of rest i immediately turn on a podcast sit down have a moment of rest I scroll through scroll through social media, you know, it's like, well, also, what, where am I? What are my thoughts? Yeah, because you're, you're numbing. Constantly numbing and, and stimulating. And oh. preoccupying your mind so it can't have its own right. free thought. So it's something to think about for sure. To think about. Yeah. I mean, to, to almost just do like a self check on what am where where am I giving myself space to for me yes. to to have my own thoughts, my own ideas, my own creativity? And because we were even talking about this with Pinterest, that we use it a lot for um, brainstorming, like creative yeah, ideas. Yeah. And it's like a part of that's really good, and then a part of it's like, but when are you allowing yourself to just have your own oh, creative right. ideas that you're not trying to pull from something else? You know yeah. what I mean? I think about like great authors. I think about writers, especially in times before we, they had all this entertainment around them to distract them. And it was them perceiving. The, yes. Right. So um, the idea of what we put in um, creating a filter yes. of how 
we perceive the world. I just, that is so fast. That, I mean, we were saying like two people can see the exact same thing or experience the exact same thing, but based off of what you have been feeding yourself mentally, you could have a totally different perception, positive, negative. Right. And, and it's in our power. We, are, we can create that filter to have a more positive outlook on the world, our experiences, and those around us. So let's say you haven't been filtering, <laughs> and let's say you're a butter brain, and you're, girl, you're so fine, but your thoughts are like, whoa. whoa. Um, that's okay, because guess what? We live in the world, and that's probably going to happen. So the second part of this is controlling our thoughts, even though we've let some of this negative stuff in our brains already. Because mm. we have, like I said, even it, it, there's stuff we can't even control that, get fi- that gets filtered in, right? And this is, this is the part that's actually called the mental diet. And it's about not allowing yourself to indulge when these certain thoughts come into your mind, not letting them come out and into fruition, but having a practice or a training, if you will, of stopping those thoughts, changing them to be positive. Because I'm 100% not, I have not mastered this. Oh, hell no. I haven't even, I'm novice. I'm not (laughs) even at novice. I am pretending to think about becoming a novice. Hey, fake it till you make it. Right. So I I have negative self-talk about my own self, which I don't love about. Oh, I don't love about me. I'm already negative self-talking about negative self-talk. <laughs> I'm just saying that I I have moments where I'm like getting dressed and I look in the mirror and I say something about my body in my mind. And I can't get over it. So I change or I am in a bad mood for a while until I can push past it or things like that. And so, well, and also not to interrupt you, but I also think that this just came to me like it is what we put in that we have control over. But also we have stuff inside of us like when we were like kids and like our childhood and our histories, our even our family lineage that we're. These are things that are going to come out. They're going to pop into our brains. And, but the good news is that we can try to change it. Right. We can try to control, control it. it. So there's a lot. If you look up mental diet stuff, there's a lot of kooky things. And, and there's a lot of things about um, drawing things to yourself by, like, chanting phrases. I don't believe in any of that crap. I mean, maybe, and if you do, that's wonderful. It's just, that's. Well, yeah, because it's whatever helps you think your right. best thought. Yeah, that's just not for me. Yeah. Right. So what I like about this, this mental diet, it's actually, it's a 10 day mental diet, but ha- Haley and I are going to do it, but we're going to do it for seven days. So that next week we can we, report. Yes. We're going to report on our mental diet <laughs> and see if we lost some weight, <laughs> some brain weight. God, um, less butter. Yeah, less. We gotta stop eating butter, and I think that's how it works. That's just it. If yeah. you don't want to be a butter brain, you just stop eating butter. Yeah, that's how it works. Okay, signing off. 
So this it's a 10 day mental diet, but we're doing it for seven days. And I just wanted to kind of talk to you about the four rules of this mental diet. So the four rules are, um, just kind of walking you through what you need to be focusing on during the 10 day mental diet challenge. So rule number one is that you are trying to refuse to dwell on any unresourceful thoughts or feelings, like refusing to indulge in any disempowering questions or devitalizing vocabulary or metaphors. Like you're really trying to be aware of whenever you are saying or thinking things that are not resourceful. Trying not to. And then that goes in two. And rule two is when you catch yourself beginning to focus on the Mm -hmm. negative, you have to immediately snap yourself out of it and change your thinking. Okay. And you have to ask like empowering questions like, what's great about this? What else could this mean? Um, So you have to snap yourself out. So if it like the example it gives, if you say like, I suck to yourself in your head. You have to stop and replace it with, I'm awesome. Yeah. Or, what, or, like, or what, what's what great it, about, what did I do good in this situation? Yeah. Or what's something I'm good at? Yeah. Or what could I, what could I do that I like, that I do like? Right. And then the rule number three is that your whole focus has to move to solutions. Oh, I love this. One. Not problems. So the minute you see a possible challenge, immediately focus on what. Is this, what could the solution be to this problem? Yeah, and I think this is something that I I think I may even be worse at this than the like negative self talk about myself. Yeah, like my image. I think this is where I my family is like very analytic, and so I will have spent hours thinking about something. My mind just going in circles and circles about a problem that could you know, that's happening or could, could happen. Maybe it's not even there. How much do we worry also? Just a side thought. Yeah. About stuff that hasn't even happened and right. isn't even real. Um, but yeah, this it switches it to solutions immediately. That yeah. You can't dwell on the problem. You have to be like, okay, you catch yourself thinking about the problem and you're like, okay, you have to list solutions. Yeah. And I love that it immediately changes the way you feel and it makes you feel like you have power. So then finally, the last rule, rule four, is that if you backslide and you catch yourself kind of indulging and dwelling on those unresourceful thoughts or feelings, you can't beat yourself up about it. Don't be like, I'm ruining this. I'm trying to do good self-talk and I'm terrible at it. I don't know why that's my inner voice, but it's kind of 50s 50s announcer. Uh, But if if you backslide and you catch yourself... You don't beat yourself up. Because that's negative self-talk. Right. So it's just that you have to immediately continue going with the, because the whole goal of this program is to like not dwell on any kind of negative thought or state. Right. Right. You have to make a switch. And I think also one thing, like if you're having trouble, because I'm, I'm just already thinking I'm going to have trouble with a certain things. And if you can't help change it around your just on your own I think that that's kind of where the first half of what you put in can come back into the cycle so maybe I would call you mm-hmm. if I'm like oh my god I'm dwelling we're on this positive problem. for each other that's right and or maybe I could say hey will you send me a positive quote about blah 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 or can you maybe let's watch a movie tonight that is like really funny or I don't know 
yeah. you know, and I think that calling that's also, on other people to help. Yeah. I mean, we, you can't, I think whenever you think about your own mind, you are in control of it, but it also kind of feels sort of isolating that it's just like you alone with yourself. That's a lot of pressure, but I mean, we're all here to spur each other on and make each other better. So if it, this article, and we're going to actually post this in the show notes. So this article talks about um, if you do this mental diet challenge, um, this is the four things that it will do for you. So we're going to report back on our next episode, but it's saying that it should make you acutely aware of the habitual mental and emotional patterns that are holding you back. So because you're having to redirect yourself, mm-hmm. it's going to show you how often you're having to do that. Oh, right. And then it'll make your brain search for empowering alternatives. That's good. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're starting that process. Um, and then it'll give you an incredible sense of confidence as you can see that you can turn mm-hmm. your own thoughts around power. Yeah. In just an instant, like you have control of your mind. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very empowering feeling. Like, yeah, the first time I ever dealt with anxiety, I felt really out of control. And when I started seeing a therapist and she gave me tools when I'm able to like immediately notice if I'm spiraling or like having those feelings and I can control my brain, that feels like I am in charge of myself. And, you are. and that's very empowering. I love it. And then the other thing is that it's going to help you create new habits, new standards, new expectations of your own self and what your mind could and should be because doing. Because hopefully one day, I mean, I'm not saying that we'll... We're, arrive to some moment where everything's easy but you know if you're training yourself to do something eventually you get good at it and so maybe there will come a day when we have we just all of a sudden have less negative thought you know right so Haley and I are committing to seven days of this challenge and we are calling on our listeners to say if this sounds like something that would really benefit you. We would love for you to come along the journey and also share with us on social media at Haley and Amanda how it's going on this journey. We will also be sharing throughout the week how it's going. But one thing the article says and and that Haley and I have to also come to terms with is that if we're going to do it, we have to really commit to it. You know, we have to be certain that we're going to commit these seven days because like the article says, like, it's not for the weak of heart. You have to be very intentional. So you can't just be like, I'm going to do this for seven days and then not think because about you it. Have, you have to be a very attentive. Yeah. Right. So if, if it is something you want to do, we're going to put the, the link to this article in our show notes and you can go on the journey with us. But it's just that second half of mental diet, right? We can control what we put in. But there are already some things inside of us that that attribute to negative thoughts, negative self-talk, things like that. And so the second half of the mental diet is that we can learn to control those negative thoughts and self-talk. Yay! So I'm really excited. It's it's, it's a powerful thing. And one of the quotes we really loved in this article was that it, it says um, a rule that you should live by in general is to never spend more than 10% of your time on the problem, but it spend at least 90% of your time on the solution. And if you're a more solutions-based person, I think you're going to find a lot more ease and less stress and anxieties and depression and things like that that contribute to 
being a more anxious, worrisome mm-hmm. person, which I do lean towards. Yeah. And it, but you have control over yourself. We do. So I'm excited and Me I too. hope, I hope people join us in the journey. You know, honestly, even since we talked about this, even initially, like we haven't started it officially, but like I'm already so much more aware of my thoughts and trying to snip, snip them in the bud and stuff. So I think this is just a really positive new habit and practice and go all of us. Go girl. Hey, don't be a butter brain. <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah. So good luck. Good luck. Good <laughs> luck to us. Cause I want to be like, girl, you're so fine. And your thoughts are like, Ooh, hey, nice. Very right, good. Yeah. Wow. You're, you got some confidence. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Okay, guys, thanks for listening to this episode. Again, we're going to put a link to the article in our show notes. Follow us at Haley and Amanda to watch our journey through this week. We're also going to do our episode next week about how this week went. Mm -hmm. Um, But make sure you follow along at Haley and Amanda. We really appreciate all of you who listen to this show. Um, We hear from people that we know who who listen to the show and it's really encouraging but for those of you who we don't know we know we have a lot of listeners we aren't even aware of as you know as individuals in real life so uh if you want to leave us a review and let us know what you think of our podcast yeah, we would love to, we hear, would love from to you hear from you and connect with you honestly and so we this week we hope that you are not a butter brain but that you live purdy live purdy y'all we'll see you next week <laughs>